Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is David Smith. Hello. The Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. We are joined by a very special person, Dave. Just met her, actually. <laughs> Leah McGee Brooks, who is a micro-school pioneer. Pioneer, yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, my first question is, what's a micro-school? <laughs> is it anything like a micro-brewery? <laughs> um, yes, but for children. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're growing children. <laughs> no, no, no alcohol content unless no. it's in the, sw- the swabs, you know, the cleaning yeah. swabs. <laughs> but there's some fermentation there yeah. in a way. Yes, yes. Well, we wait for them to become <laughs> who they're supposed to be. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, Leah, you are a veteran homeschool mother. You've yes. been, tell us a little bit about that. I've been homeschooling. This is my 14th year homeschooling. I have four children, um, age range 10 to 19. And so far, so good. They're all uh, on a good trajectory. They really are. Um, my oldest has uh, academic scholarships to Liberty University. Oh, good uh, my next oldest is graduating right now and planning on being a plumber. He's going to apprentice. And then my daughter that's in high school is really into music and art. And then my 10-year-old wants to be the next president. So it's just a lot of <laughs> All different right. well, what's ideas. His name? his name, her name? When can he take Piper. office? Piper. All right. <laughs> president Piper. Is it, is it John or Everett named after? Oh, neither. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> so how old is your son who wants to be president? He said 10. My daughter wants oh, to be president. president? Okay. My oldest son wants to be senator. Okay. <laughs> His right. name is wow. Seth. <laughs> well, we could use him right now, could yeah, we, Yeah, no Dave? kidding. <laughs> uh, somebody with some good Christian worldview. All right, we're, we're, we're getting away from the topic here. Uh, but Lee and I met at a, uh, a political event, we'll leave it at that, and uh, we got talking about what you're doing with micro schools, starting them. You heard about public school exit, and we're trying to encourage parents, grandparents, church leaders Let's get our kids out. And so you have a very similar experience that the Lord laid on your heart. Can you tell us about it? Absolutely. Um, Back in November, I was praying, and I really felt like the Lord told me to start a school, and I laughed at him. And (laughs) uh, my daughter walked in the room and asked me what I was laughing at, and I had to say the Lord. And it was a very humbling experience. Um, it didn't work out so good for Sarah. No, know, right? not so much. Yeah. Um, I literally thought I don't want to be Jonah. Right. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so I just stopped and said, if this is you, then I'm all in, but I need you to show me because I am a jumper. I'm, I need some confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked my husband and my mom to pray about it and we didn't tell anybody else and um, kind of, you know, just prayed and I set it aside and said, you bring it. And about six weeks later, my pastors approached me and said, uh, would you like to be a principal at a school? We need to start one in our church. Wow. And I said, yes. And they thought they were going to have to talk me into it. So they were very surprised. <laughs> so the Lord kind of plowed the, the field before those seeds were planted. Absolutely. Didn't he? <laughs> he told both of them separately also. And so they were talking to him and came together and said, Leah's the person that needs to do this. So he's orchestrating all this. It has nothing to do with us. So you actually had a pastor who wants to get involved in this, who has the courage to do this, who will take that first step. Wow. Yeah, that's great news. But you know what? It could be also they're responding to some of the calls that are out there. IFI's been trying to, to ring that bell, you might say. Encouraging pastors. Maybe to they're think hearing about from it. their congregation. 
maybe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. They're hearing the need from the students. Yeah. yeah. And, and the Lord is prompting. So it, it's all working together. But how did you come to the conclusion, micro school and not mega school? So I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought I was going to do it in my home. And then when they said the church wanted it, I'm like, okay, we'll do it at the church. So I just called the curriculum that I have been using for the last 14 years, which yep. is my father's world. It's uh, David and Marie Hazel. And I asked them if they had any options for school curriculum as opposed to homeschool curriculum. And David informed me that Marie had written this for schools originally, and it didn't quite take, and homeschoolers started buying it. <laughs> so I feel like God has prepared this curriculum for this time. Yeah. It's very easy to use. Um, it's multi-level. You can do a one-room schoolhouse with it. You can split up by ages, uh, but you can teach multiple grades the same core curriculum. And what is your ideal size for a micro school then? So we define a micro school as 120 students or less. For the so whole school? Yes. K, K through 12? K through 12, okay. yep. Um, and you can have 10 kids in a school. You can have 20. There's This is very flexible yeah. um, curriculum to use. Uh, I'm hoping that we will have around 80, and then we would have to look at a different building after that. And so going back to the curriculum, they didn't have to adapt it. You're going to use it as is, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Okay, yes. good. In my father's world, I know because I, I attend uh, the Itchy uh, Illinois Christian Home Educator Conference every year, and they have a huge display. So they've got lots of resources, don't they? They really do, yes. Yeah, so that's great. So you've got a variety of stuff that you're going to be offering and teaching and using in these classrooms mm -hmm. so, so it's a micro school does that mean you know you've got uh 15 year old kids in the same room with six-year-olds probably not right. if we have 10 kids then yes and those kids are going to learn leadership and they're going to be teachers aides and learn how to teach children also Oh, that's funny. That's how we do it with, I've got eight kids, mm -hmm. and so uh, the older kids help with the uh, algebra, you know, that, mm -hmm. or the piano, whatever yes. it may be. So, yeah. yeah, that's great. Absolutely. If we have uh, enough kids that the high schoolers can be separated, then we'll keep them separated but have joint times together where they do need to come in and help the younger kids do things. They can help them, the kindergartners tie shoes and open things at lunch and be a part of a community as opposed to being separate. What that does, um, I firmly believe with children, when you have leadership, you have role models, you also have accountability for those older kids to behave in a certain way. We're going to be small enough that we're going to have supervision for that and model that and uh, correct behavior. Discipline is really important. I firmly believe, I have coached gymnastics for 25 years, mm. and the everyone gets a medal idea bothers me so much, and I didn't understand why until I started putting this together with discipline and Satan trying to strip identity from children. Mm. Our identity is in Christ. Amen. That is it. Amen. And so anything outside of that is come is an assault on what God has created. And when you start doing things like everyone gets a medal or if um, with bullying, if I didn't see it, it didn't happen. These are things that have happened in our life personally with friends of ours. Sure. Teachers not having um, the backing to be able to discipline children. Um, you start doing these things. Kids then don't know what it is to work for something. They don't know what it is to earn something. And then they don't know what freedom of salvation is because there's no dichotomy there. And so when we do that, when we take away discipline, they don't own anything. They're unaware of sin. And that's what Satan is trying to do is strip them from that. We get into all the gender stuff and all that later as they're growing up. But his idea is to strip identity from kids. And so we are going to have 
a standard that is held up. And that is something that I have found is lacking in a lot of Christian schools today. They have this model of what we're doing educationally, and then they sprinkle Jesus throughout. And they in the goals of sports and um, higher education and, and college scholarships and all of that, um, some of them have lost the goal of being Christ-centered and helping and teaching these kids who they are, and then that produces those things that they're looking for. Well, how do you weave that in? Uh, so it's like you say, just not sprinkled. You're not just not sprinkling the word Jesus of God is here and there. Yeah. Well, one for me personally, um, we are starting every day at our school with worship. This is not going to be something that is once a week a Bible class. Um, this is going to be a way of life. Um, secondarily, my father's world is core biblical worldview: history, science, Bible, math. Uh, language arts, all of it is stemming from the word and this standard of who God is. And kids are learning that in geography. Um, It's not just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then modeling forgiveness and owning things. Like when you get caught doing something, when you do something, when you, if you accept responsibility, you only have one thing that there's a consequence for. If you don't and you lie about it, now you have two things that there's a consequence for. And teaching kids to own stuff and that forgiveness, easy, easy forgiveness so that they know so the love of God. So character training Character is training. Oh. I'm going to have a character report card, and that's going to be more important than their academic report card. That is so cool. I remember the day when when I went to Chicago Public High School schools. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, you know, get along with others, you know, plays well with others, that kind of thing yes. on the report card. Yes. I don't know if they still do that anymore. I I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But you know, character training is vitally important, and you know, the fruit of the spirit. You know, I do this with my own kids, with with eight kids. Um, you know, hey, where is that? Is that a fruit of the spirit, or is that a is that a deed of the flesh? Mm-hmm. What your anger, your outburst of anger? Which one is that? Yeah. You know, yes. uh, you know, you're you're impatient with your brother, your sister. Where is that coming from? It's not coming from from God, is it? Right, <laughs> right? right. Yeah. So that's character training, very important. So if you want to start this micro school in the Carpentersville area, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, is a game plan to this will be the model and you'll expand from there? <laughs> no. no. Um, I really believe, and my father's world really believes that um, each community should be meeting the needs of their community, and communities look different. So this is something that we are doing in our community. I've held focus groups. I'm talking to um, parents. I've put out uh surveys on uh, social media for people I don't know. What are your needs? What are you looking for? What, is, what are schools not meeting today, like traditional schools? But there's got to be some kind of a rough schematic or rough outline that can be tailored for others that are want. I want to start something up. So you start yes. with this and now you fill it in. Yes, absolutely. There's different ideas. And um, these conferences that we're holding are have focus groups in them. And you can, um, parents can come together. Teachers can come, people who might have an idea, and bounce ideas off of each other. But we have like a micro school model, which is 120 students or less. There's a pod school model, which is still under the micro school umbrella, um, where you have at least two families, and they get together, and you have one person willing to teach. So they could rotate with that, and then you're still homeschooling. This is like a co-op. There's co-op models within this micro school umbrella. Okay. So, so... All those things that you're talking about mm-hmm. really need all to be fleshed out, right? Yes. And defined 
and you talked about a conference that is coming up, yes. right? And there's one recently happened in Iowa. There's one that's coming up in Missouri. We're hoping to bring something here in Illinois, right? Yes. So I want you to talk about that when we come back from break and, um, and, and talk about the importance of the conference. But then also, what does a typical school day look like? That's another question I want to ask, you know, okay. uh, about what you're setting up. Now, and an other school that somebody else sets up, it might look different. So so the listeners understand that. Yes. But, um, all right, Monty. Well, this is Illinois Family Spotlight, our conversation with Leah McGee-Brooks. Microschool Pioneer continues after this. What do you do with a creed you didn't live up to? For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. The Declaration of Independence statement that all men are created equal is something Chuck Colson called the American Creed, which often elicits a response. Since slaves were treated as anything but equal, was this creed a lie? Many signers of the Declaration were abolitionists who compromised on that slavery issue so that the hope of independence would not end before it started. Without excusing the injustice of slavery, it's notable that Thomas Jefferson originally included a condemnation of slavery in the Declaration. He was forced to remove it due to opposition from the Southern colonies. And it takes time for an idea to take root, to spread, to move from abstract principle to practical implementation. Jefferson was himself a slaveholder, and though in principle he opposed slavery, he failed to make Monticello work without slaves. The existence of slavery was an assumed thing at the time. Many could not imagine a world without it. They should have, but they didn't. In other words, the American creed is an aspiration, which neither our founders nor we have perfectly achieved. But rather than dismiss it as hypocrisy, we should commit ourselves again to work toward it. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larry here along with David Smith. Hello. Who's the executive director of Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. He is a homeschool father, and we are joined by a micro-school pioneer. Her name is Leah McGee-Brooks. You've been involved in homeschooling. So, Dave. Yeah. Uh, I guess my question would be, how, what's the difference between homeschooling and micro-schooling? I, I, obviously, you're w- with other people. Right, other families involved. Other families, mm-hmm. but in a small classroom setting. But beyond that, are, I mean, are, are you incorporating some homeschool ideas into the micro school and what does a typical day look like yeah school day sure um so yeah absolutely i love homeschooling i think that is the best option for um parents in this culture it's the the best way i think for discipling our children absolutely you parents know their kids and they're anointed to raise their individual kids and so let me i'm going to stop you here yes so even if kids are are coming to your micro school that doesn't absolve the parents right of their job to disciple their children right correct i mean you're going to teach them about the love of god Mm -hmm. but the parents have really got to teach them as they rise up as they sit down as they walk by the way as they go back to bed right during the day they have to do this yeah we are not looking to usurp any parental authority this is or responsibility or responsibility and i'm very happy to help parents if they don't have the tools if they don't understand why isn't this working amen um i've been helping parents walk through these things and not that i'm perfect and a lot of the mistakes i have made are what i talk about and how i help you're you're better (laughs) equipped now i am yes that's right so okay now i've interrupted you what Mm -hmm. does a typical school day look like 
Typical school day, we're going to start with worship every morning. We're going to have worship first. We're going to put God first. We're going to tithe our time to the Lord and our attention to the Lord. Um, one of the things that I'm really excited about, having coached gymnastics for a long time and um, setting up stations and drills for kids and having a bunch of little children staring at you and you're explaining the drills to them and then two of them can follow the drills and the rest of them have no idea what you just said <laughs> because they're so excited to tell you about what they did last weekend or the sticker that they got that morning. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, one, if you can let these children speak and get what's in their mind out, they're free to start learning and paying attention and um it's just a teaching technique that i have learned we have share time and so i'm planning on doing it at least twice a week i might do it every day depending on the kids um, but where we give them a microphone and they can stand up and share whatever it is they need to share after worship after the pledge of allegiance sorry okay. worship pledge of allegiance and then share time so that they can get what's on their heart and in their mind out so that we can go ahead and have school that day Beautiful. and they can learn the topics that we're teaching so, so you'll be teaching kids to love america yes <laughs> what just like jesus do that does now. she's a rebel <laughs> <laughs> absolutely history is my favorite topic I, well, I love the fact that you're gonna seek first the kingdom yeah and then do the pledge yeah and then share that's it's it's interesting you know it's a. Uh, Maybe I need to do that more at my own homeschool, you know. Is, you it's know, hard with your own kids to remember I, those things when you're looking at their unmade bed or the dishes in the sink. <laughs> or, or you've got 12 like, projects yes. screaming for your attention, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Know, right? Yeah, so after that, we'll move on. And um, I would like to structure things depending on how many students we have, um, whether or not there are more boys, more girls, and um, age ranges. Um, we're going to give options, especially for math and little boys, of shorter time periods and maybe doing math two or three times a day yeah. and letting them get up and run around in between. Um, As a father of six boys, yeah. I can say, God bless you. We want to create an environment <laughs> where they love to learn. Leah, I have a story to tell you. Tell me. When I was in first grade, Chicago Public Schools, my first grade teacher tied me down with a jump rope to my seat. What? <laughs> I kid you not. Oh, my god! She didn't like me. Yeah. But, but you know what? This just goes to the heart of the matter. Mm -hmm. You know, the government schools, the way they're set up, are not for little boys. They're not. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I would have been labeled ADHD or whatever. I sure. don't remember. Hyperactive. Whatever I right. was labeled. They had you on drugs. Uh, they would have had me on Ritalin or whatever. <laughs> but any, I was bouncy and out of my seat, and she just had enough. I know, I'm, yes. You know, she shouldn't have done that. But at the same time, I look back and say, I can't blame her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, schools aren't set up for teachers either. There's 32 kids in a class, right? and you have, like... 15 boys that are bouncing out of their seat and not listening. Right. And so it's just, we have to do something different because we have to take care of these kids. Amen. All right. Now you mentioned something about a conference in the first half of this podcast. Um, I know that you had one in Iowa, you had one in Missouri. And as I saw that, I said, Leah, we need one in Illinois. What do you think, Leah? So... We didn't have one in Iowa. I don't know. Oh. Because <laughs> you keep saying it. I keep saying Iowa. So Let's start that, that one again? over. <laughs> yeah. Well, did, you, did we get to what you do in the afternoon? No. So oh. I keep doing oh, the day? Yeah. yeah. Let's. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. a lot. That's yeah. okay. I keep. Oh. Okay, good. Thank you, Monty. Yeah, All right, okay. finish what, the day. Yes. 
So after we have that um, share time in the day, we will split up and um, go with, depending on the kids we have, we can group them by pre-K and kindergarten. You can do kindergarten first. You can do K through second, sure. third through eighth. Um, with My Father's World, it's very easy to teach kids, multi-level kids, the same topics with different assignments. Sure. Um, so we'll split up based on the amount of kids and their age ranges and try to take care of math language arts, history, and maybe science. Um, we might leave science to the afternoons um, because projects and that we want to do stuff that's fun. If you think about it, do you remember your second grade science? Like what you learned and the topics you learned? But do you remember making the volcano? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And right. so what do you want? That's fun. That's exciting. You go home and you want to learn more. And so that's the goal after teaching them the love of the Lord yeah. and the, that their teachers love them and accept them even if they make mistakes. Sure. My motto with my kids is I, you, I don't care about the mistakes. I care what you do with it. Sure. So I'm not saying that we're going to have perfect kids, but we are going to deal with the imperfect. Sure. Um, but yeah, so then leaving the afternoons a little more flexible. If ki parents don't want their kids in school all day, they can come and pick them up and they can finish homeschooling them. Sure. If they want them to be there, if they're working and they'd rather have a more um, individualized, unique approach to schooling, they, the kids can stay there all day. And we're going to have more project-based things in the afternoon and fun things to do for the kids. And going outside, I'm, I'm hoping we can get garden boxes. Um, I have somebody that's wanting to teach sewing, and she's a 30-year public school teacher and has offered to teach sewing and home ec. Beautiful. Um, but Those I want to teach will life love that. skills. My boy. <laughs> would have liked the cooking not so much the sewing <laughs> well let me ask you this uh, let's say there's a family doesn't come from a Christian background what do you do in that situation are, are they welcome into your micro school of course they're welcome in our micro school because we're supposed to go out and preach the gospel. So we're going to get those kids saved. We're going to get their parents saved. They're going to be loved and welcomed and not judged. And we're going to teach the students how to witness to their friends. So you're not going to change the worship service in the Absolutely morning? Absolutely not. We don't alter the Lord. That's Amen. how people come That's to the right. Lord and how they change. They see that there's a difference. That's right. Amen. Perfect. All right. Well, you mentioned earlier um, about a conference. Well, there was a, a conference in Missouri. Correct. And I, and you and I talked, and I said, Leah, can we get one here? And so what do you think about maybe bringing in a conference here, maybe two, because it's a big state. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and we can encourage people to learn more about this, micro schools. Yeah, um, we're doing micro school conference, uh, trying to set people up for success with the different ideas and also getting people together to talk about their ideas so that what the Lord is putting on someone's heart, can, you can connect with somebody else and that'll give them more a uh, wider stage of what is possible Amen. with these new schools. Um, so yeah, we're going to teach people how to start micro schools, different ideas, different ways of doing it, different ways to fund it. We can provide some of the legal aspects or links that you can find out the laws in your state and what you need to work around. Um, doing these, starting these schools in a church and under the umbrella of ministry is yes. the easiest way to do this. Yes. So yeah. that, that was kind of my next question is, um, you know, why do why do parents, grandparents, and church leaders need to understand um, that there's a great need for this, um, that they have to see it? Now, in our public school exit initiative here at mm -hmm. IFI, you know, this is a mission field. Our children are a mission field. And, you know, we're sending missionaries all around the world, but how are we not addressing mm -hmm. the kids in our own backyard 
in our own local schools who are being taught Babylonian culture. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So um, one of the things that is I'm very passionate about is priorities. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's biblical priorities and they're out of whack in our culture. And we think that it's the right thing because it's all we know. And so it's not a shame or bashing anybody, um, but our kids, we're supposed to be stewards over our children and over our grandchildren. And so if we put God first and then our husbands and then our children, I'm talking as a wife, obviously, but um, we do it in God's order, everything else, seek first his kingdom and everything else will be added. Yeah, exactly. So we do it in the right order. Exactly. And then we have the capacity for all the things that we want to do or we need to do as far as work and jobs and friends and church service and all that. But the kids need to be before all of that. Amen. And so we are capable of doing this. People, I've heard for 14 years, I can't homeschool. You can. There's ways to do it. And some people, they work and they really, really, they need to do it. Single moms, like they need a place to go. Parents where you have a dual income, they need a place for their kids to be safe and be loved, but they need to make it a priority. And there's ways to do it. So what what if, Leah, somebody comes to you and say, well, well, I'll just find a good Christian school um, down the street or in the neighborhood. We don't need to start a micro school. Is every Christian school equal in your view? Um, absolutely not. Um, I have been personally, I am on a leave of absence and not allowed on the premises as a teacher in a Christian school. What beca- did you do, Leah? <laughs> because my religious exemption was denied with, for these mandates that our tyrannical governor has brought down on our state. Um, and so I was on unpaid administrative leave So you leave wouldn't be a guinea pig January. for the jab? Correct. Or, the, or testing. I'm not participating in the mark of the beast. Okay. I'm not going to go to heaven and say I only participated at the beginning. Okay. And I, that is personal to me. I'm not trying to tell people what to do. Yeah. But compliance but you're convi- fear. But you were convicted. Yeah. This the is Lord not told me, what I should do. Do not okay. participate in COVID over the summer. Okay. I was hired as a preschool teacher and asked in the interview what I would do. If the mandates came down and I said I wouldn't do it, do you need to hire somebody else? I'm not mad at anybody. They said no, and they hired me. And a month later, I was put on unpaid leave. When uh, Tom DeVore, I'm saying his name. (laughs) When Tom DeVore sued and won, um, and there's a restraining order against our governor, and these mandates are no longer in effect, they still told me I was not allowed on the premises, but they started paying me random amounts. So I'm, I'm getting paychecks that are i mean six hundred dollar different i have no idea why i I don't know what the point is but um i I think they anticipate a court suit yeah i think so too (laughs) i'm kind of moving on to other things but uh shaking the dust interesting but um yeah and you know i'm i hear that crt is being taught in schools in in, in bible class yep that's right um and this idea of putting masks on kids and teaching them to bow their knee to fear is That's demonic. Right. Um, I'm not saying that a mask is not something that could be beneficial, but it's been said that it's not for COVID. Um, I'm not trying to make a medical statement, 
but I'm talking about the demonic influence, and we are Satan is after our kids. The fear is not of the Lord. It is right? not. No, absolutely no. not. It's a demon that we have authority over. Absolutely, it's and, idolatry to serve it. And 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 it's been misused and abused by our. Uh, governor, government officials, whether it is Governor Pritzker mm -hmm. or it's the local health guy, or yep. even <laughs> I had an experience in an emergency room where even the triage nurse was some kind of going on some kind of tyrannical tirade. Mm -hmm. And it's just, oh, just unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, what will it cost to send a kid to your school oh yeah good question so i'm working on the on the tuition right now um i have gotten it down i believe it might change a little bit but it will not change a lot but i believe that it's going to be five thousand dollars to send your kid to our school this per year student. Yep. per student yes um, and it might have to be increased because of climate change and <laughs> i'm hoping to decrease <laughs> is my goal i would love to see um so the more students school choice, get, right? those yeah. kind of things happening yeah. um i'm also looking for funding um but i sponsors. want to be affordable sponsors scholarships we have financial aid and, and tuition assistance available good, good. um but yeah, I'm, I'm working my myself to the bone to try to get money to fund this so Wonderful. that kids have an option other than the public school system. Well, where can they get a hold of you, Leah? Can can they find you? So if one of what if uh, one of our um, listeners here say, you know, I want to bless Leah's work with a, a gift. They can go to testamentoflove.org. Testamentoflove.org. Yep. Of love. Testamentoflove.org and go to the give button. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then they can donate in the general fund. And then there's a place to leave a note and you can write Kairos Patriot Academy. Okay. It's K-A-I-R-O-S Patriot Academy. And then the, that money will go <coughs> to the school. Say it like a Greek. <laughs> it is Keros. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, my bugaboo with Yeros. Yeros. You got it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, Keros. It means an opportune time. It's my Esther 414 word. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm supposing that some parents would say, well, this sounds like a good idea, but, you know, won't my kids get tired of these same kids? You know, there's just a handful of kids in this classroom or this school. They need more socialization. They need more socialization <laughs> and they need more interactions. What do you say to that? I would say that there's other options that they can go check out. But for this, we're going to build community. And so we're going to be like family and we're going to grow together. What about sports? What about sports? <laughs> this is a touchy topic, having coached USA Gymnastics for 25 years. Um so I love the sport. I love sports. Uh, it has been my heartbeat for so long. Um, I quit coaching a couple years ago. And um, what I believe personally is not what everybody believes, but um, we are putting a lot on these kids from a real young age, uh, putting them in the gym. My daughter is in the gym 20 hours a week from a very young age. Um, and, the, and the sport usually ends. And so some people, it is God's purpose for them to go really far in sports. But if it is, then they have the favor of God, and God bring, brings promotion. And so I don't know um, 
I mean, you can with this, you're gonna have flexibility to do private club sports. You're gonna, you oh, know, oh yeah, there's plenty of um, park there's districts. options, yeah. and we are yeah. less school. When I was coaching, I had a lot of parents asking me, and actually the gym I worked for asking me if I would homeschool kids so that they would have more time to do sports. So that's an option. However, I believe that we are creating anxiety in children by the amount of things that, and it's my generation. Sure. We're putting kids in every single sport to find out what they're gonna excel at so that they can be stars. And we need to find the purpose that God created these kids for so that they are living out God's will for their life. Well, beyond sports, what about extracurricular activities? Sure, such as? Drama. Drama. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone is looking for a job, please contact me. <laughs> Drama is not my thing, but I have a daughter. <laughs> uh, I coach gymnastics. Yeah, I have a daughter have who's a daughter interested who in drama, too. I have a daughter who is very interested in drama, yeah. um, two of them. And, uh, yeah, we don't have any theater classes or anything like that. We are providing basic homeschool um, education at this time. And we can find that other stuff outside of There are things like that. But I believe that school. God's going to bring the people that come have re the people are a resource absolutely and so the parents that come and the children that come if they're really interested in something we can spend time on that Amen. and i can find people i'm i said my spiritual gift is networking i don't know why he didn't Amen. name it in the bible but um <laughs> that's what our afternoons can be for is things that the children are interested in doing or that yep, they're that's being right. that's right led and driven exactly and we will have space and time to do that amen listen we've got to wrap up but um Going back to the funding piece, mm -hmm. wouldn't it be nice if Illinois passed the school choice bill and that the tax dollars that the government spends right now that goes into a black hole, not teaching our kids math, science, and reading, mm -hmm. uh, would follow the kids? And maybe that would be a blessing and a boon to this whole micro school, homeschool, um, Christian school, whatever you want to call it, co-ops movement that we're seeing. Yes. Biblical Christian schools. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm praying for that because if too. that happens, education will change. Amen. Even public schools will change, and they can change for the better because there's competition for that money. But they don't want it because Common Core wants to make everyone common. Yep. Not excel. They don't want them to excel. Right. And that's the problem. Yeah. Right? Yep. So um, last thing. You've said early on in our conversation today, probably not on the microphone, that um, there's been a great response yeah. to this. Yes. And you can't um, put a number on it, but you, you expect a number of kids being enrolled in your new school. Mm -hmm. um, there's a demand out there. Yes. Can you talk to that a little bit? I what, didn't your experience, know. Yeah. Anecdotally, at least. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know when the Lord told me to do this. I was willing to do this for two kids, yeah. and like, if I have two kids, and what if one of them is the next Billy Graham? Like, we have to, we have to, like, well, for real. Right. Yeah. God has placed greatness inside of us. Yep. And so it's, I'm, I don't care what the number is, and I, but I, then I was like, what if we can't pay the bills when we got this, um, the facility across from us is available across from our church and I thought what if we don't have the funds and the Lord said stop thinking about numbers like this is not and I'm not I refuse to do it be but, faithful yes I'll, and I'll bless seek first right yes. yeah. <laughs> but yeah since I gave that up and stopped doing it I took a job with my father's world helping people do this beautiful and I can't get to the phone calls like I don't have enough time to call people back and I when I started trickling this on community pages
I have I'm, I talked to four people on the way here. I, I drove an hour and a half, and I'm talking to four different parents that are looking for what we're providing. Thank you. And the I just I can't I have messages on Facebook. I don't know how people are getting my number, but this is something that's happening. This I mean this is something that you want to be a part of. So so when we started this initiative, Public School Exit, I was sitting back marveling on how God was putting the puzzle pieces together. I'm like. This is God. This is nothing. This is amazing. So you're experiencing something similar. Oh, my gosh, yes. The day I said yes to my pastors, we had 15 days in a row of miracles happen. And I by t- day 10, I couldn't remember some of them. And I'm like, I have to write this down. And I had to write down the things that were happening and the connections that were being made. And what it has done is cement this so much in me that no matter what I come up against, we're doing this. Wow. Yeah. So when parents give you a call, what are their main concerns? Is it the academics? It's what's being taught in sex ed classes, mm-hmm. the, you know, the grooming sex ed in the government schools? Mm-hmm. Is it everything? Um, funny enough, most of the parents, I've had one parent and probably I'm going to guess I'm ballparking like 10 conversations I've had in the last couple of days <laughs> that's asked me about the academics. Um, academics has really been secondary in all my conversations. Most of it is, if I say my kid is not wearing a mask, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's about parental authority sure. um, and the kids being safe. This sex ed curriculum that has already been established, it is grooming. Yes. I have 25 years of training. I didn't know, people didn't know the word grooming. Like I encounter people and they're like, what is that? We are trained as coaches to look for it. And what I have been trained to look for is what is being implemented in the schools. It's disgusting. These kids need, we have to, I said before, but my tagline is we have got to protect kids from evil while we have them to stand against Amen. it. And I really believe that's the heart of the parents. That seems to be, my priority seems to be their priority, the people I'm talking to. Protect them, educate them, equip them so they can go out and do great things. Yes, so we can make some change. Amen. Hope and change. Amen. Yes. Well, Leah, thank you for your work. Thank, thank you. you for sharing with us. And we look forward to telling people about the conference that you're going to bring to Illinois. Yes, absolutely. No pressure, Leah. No, no pressure. let's do it. I'm ready. So it'll be big and bold, right, Dave? That's right. <laughs> big, hairy, audacious goals. There we go. Well, thank you so much. Leah McGee. Brooks. Brooks. Thank you for having me. Micro school. Pioneer and testi- testimony. Testament of love is our church, and the Testament website is testamentoflove.org. And if people want to get more information about what you're up to, where can they get that? They can get it right at testamentoflove.org. They can call the phone number. There's an option for the school right on that um, list of menu list when you call in. Yeah. All right. Yep. And stay tuned because IFI will certainly promote the the conference. So. Thank you. All right. Well, listen. Thank you so much. God bless you and your work. I think it's going to flourish. Because uh, it's underpinned with prayer, prayer and the word of God. The word of God. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, folks, for tuning in. Please support the work of Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action, and tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.